Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode 243 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Pete DeMeo with Travel Boom, and today it's all about loyalty programs. Spoiler alert, you need to have one. Well, why? Let's go ahead and answer that question by getting this show going. show. So that's what we're talking about today. We're all talking about what loyalty programs need to be in place at your property, what some of the major major OTAs are doing to, to put loyalty programs in place. Most importantly, what we're going to be doing is diving into another section of the most recent Travel Boom Leisure Travel Study and seeing what actual leisure travelers think about loyalty programs and specifically what they expect you as the hotelier to deliver for them to join up and be a member of your amazing loyalty program. To do this, the first thing we need to do is cover the news. And it finally happened. After years, I got a couple complaints that people were getting tired of the newsroom jingle, which is deeply, deeply satisfying for me because I despise it. But I think that was the the nail that put the put uh, that was the nail in the coffin that's going to end it for me. But before we do that, I really need to do it just one more time to get it out of my system so we can move on. With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for your final news There you go. If, if you enjoyed that, make sure you save this podcast as one of your favorites. So go back and listen to it time and time and time again to put your kids to bed or whatever else you want to do to when you're listening to that soulful sound of the Newsaroo song. So the Newsaroo today comes to us from CBS. And I actually found it when I was going in to look at some VRBO listings. But the headline is Expedia's new one key loyalty program rewards hotels, flights, car rentals, and more. So it's not necessarily new that Expedia's had a loyalty program. We know that and that's been something we've known for for a while, but what's really interesting is the last time I logged into VRBO, and this was around the 20th of July, I got an alert when I went to log in that, and I'll pull it up for you right here, and what it said was, you can now explore and book all with one account through Expedia, Hotels.com, and VRBO. What that means is if you are a customer of VRBO, you're immediately added to the Expedia loyalty program. So now if I'm a customer and I'm earning benefits for my relatively expensive stays at uh, VRBO, I may be much more inclined to look at Expedia or OTAs to make my hotel bookings or other airlines, car rentals, whatever might be bookings. So this one's really, really concerning if you're an independent hotelier and have not gotten to really dive in and get your loyalty programs up and running. So a couple of really things I think that are, are key key with this program is one is not only do you, is it a loyalty program? So you get perks, but you can actually earn cash back that can go back toward travel. So from a consumer's mind, they're going to see they book an Airbnb for say a certain amount of money. Well, 
one cat one key will can reward you i think at like 10 percent or something along those lines so let's say you have a two thousand dollar vacation you literally could be sitting on two hundred dollars worth of one key cash that you could be putting toward vacations on other platforms uh, hotels.com expedia etc so when you look at that perspective it is really going to be a pretty compelling way for the people who are vrbo cons- customers and typically if you're booking a vrbo it's for a slightly different reason than a transient vacation where you would typically be looking at a full service resort or a hotel so that, they're going to be able to pull some of those people over to the uh the ota world which is which is interesting so something to consider uh each of the different things that you book through Expedia or VRBO are worth a different amount of points. Uh, I think it's 2% cash back on uh, car rentals, vacation rentals, activities, cruises, a whole gamut of vacation-related items, which is something that we're really going to have to think about. Uh, moving up from there, they have different levels of the one key platform that you know, as you get toward the elite status, that might be free hotel nights. It could be car rentals, all kinds of things. Uh, but either way, they're going to be able to start building a pretty amazing database of what a leisure travel customer does online, what they're shopping for across multiple platforms because they're going to be logged in. This is going to address one of the big concerns about tracking people moving forward since the, the death of uh, the cookie, as people say. But if I'm logged in, Expedia is going to know what I'm, the dates I'm searching for on VRBO. If I'm looking for a rental car and I haven't yet looked at Expedia or Hotels.com or anywhere else, they're already going to know that I'm entering that warm funnel where they can start promoting items to me. Something to keep an eye on. Definitely, I say read this article. When I got this, I kind of wanted to dive into it and, and share it with everybody here because it is really that important. So again, it's on cnbc.com. Check it out. I have a link to this in the show notes. And if you want those show notes, just go over to travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. And you're going to use your thumb, your finger, your pointer, your stylus, wherever it might be to click on episode 243 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast and be able to read this full article. Now that we had that news item out of the way, that's going to lead us right into the main topic today which is the 2023 Leisure Travel Sentiment Study. I think we talked about it before, but if you go to travelboommarketing.com slash travelboommarketing.com slash study, you can download the full 46-page study and see tons of great information about travelers and what it takes to make them want to stay at your property. Now, the study incorporated about 2,000 total responses of people in the US and Canada. And we ask them questions ranging from their view on the economy, loyalty programs, which we'll talk about today, how social media influences their travel behavior, what are their concerns, what are their likes, their dislikes. And one of the great things that we ask about, luckily for the last time, I believe, unless something changes, is COVID. It is very clear that people in the US at least don't care about COVID. They don't care anymore. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to see pictures on your website of people wearing masks. Great news for us, but it's not all good news. That's where we're going to dive into this loyalty program topic right now. 
So if we go to the travel study, and I'm looking at right now, I believe this is page 19 of the study. The, the subject, the section is called Loyalty Programs Can Drive Travel Decisions. What I want to cover here is, one, we see what Expedia, VRBO, and their group is doing to, to push loyalty. But what we did is, over the past couple of years of doing this study, we've asked the question, how important, or make specifically, how important are loyalty programs in influencing your travel decision? Now, to set the stage, in 2022, the last time we did the study, it came back 45% of the people were highly likely to look at loyalty programs as a deciding factor when making their travel decisions. So about half of the people. So it's, it's something that we want to pay attention to. Quite, they hadn't quite hit the tipping point. This year, 68% of the respondents indicated that they were influenced by loyalty programs. It jumped over 30%. I'm sorry, almost 40-something percent, 45% to be exact in just one year, which is an incredible piece of news for hoteliers because that means we need to make sure that we're answering those customer demands and putting forth a great loyalty program for customers to participate in. One of the big questions that independent hoteliers and small groups have always had regarding loyalty programs was if you have a single property or you have one or two properties in a single destination, why would somebody want to bother signing up for a loyalty program if they're only going to be in that destination one time, maybe two times? If you really do a great job, they become an annual guest, which is the, the holy grail of what we're looking for. But what we found is once we knew how many people were actually interested in loyalty programs, then the next question became, what is it about loyalty programs that make it important for you to want to participate in one and why you want a hotel to be able to offer one to you? So we asked that across five different metrics, and we said, please rate these uh, on, the, on the importance. Not at all, all the way up to being very important. The very first thing we said is loyalty programs typically have a dedicated staff that serve those members. So if you're you know, a Hilton Honors member, you, you have someone to talk to. Apparently, if you're a, a one-key member with Expedia and VRBO, you may have a dedicated phone number that you can call. What we found is of all the metrics that were out there, this was actually pretty farther down in the list of importance. So only a, a relatively small portion said they were interested in, in that aspect of it. So speaking of the dedicated staff, what we found is 30%, 30.2% to be exact, said that a dedicated reservation number or dedicated staff is very important. About 31.7 said it was somewhat important. 25% really were, were neutral or really didn't care either way. And then you had about 12% or so that it was either not important at all or only somewhat or somewhat unimportant. Really wasn't when it wasn't a big deal. When I look at this though, I do see that, you know, about 61% of the people said it's either somewhat important or very important to have dedicated staff. If you have the ability to have dedicated staff, I think that's great. But this should not be a deciding factor as you're launching your loyalty program because there are things that are much more important to users. The next one that was relatively low in the hierarchy of, of things that are most important was food and beverage discounts. And I actually was kind of surprised at this one. When I look at this, 
only 26% of the people said food and beverage discounts was very important. 36% says somewhat important, and then about 25% didn't care, and about, I guess, around 14% or so thought it was unimportant in general. So, you know, as you're laying this out, you think of, you know, dedicated staff is not incredibly important. F&B discounts are somewhat important as well. But where it really starts to matter is, one, future discounts. That was a, a big thing that people really were, were looking for. So if I look at future discounts, uh, the numbers say about 35% said it was very important. 35% says it was somewhat important. 17% really were neutral on it, and there was only about 12% that didn't think it was important at all. So we're starting to see it really creep up where you know, you're almost at about 70% of people thought that it was either somewhat or very important that you have future discounts. Now, the big winner was instant discounts. And this is really important, I think, for independent hoteliers because if you're only going to be staying at a property one time, and you join a loyalty program, you need those, you need two things. You need perks, which we'll talk about in a second, and we're gonna talk about instant discounts. So when it comes to an instant discount, 38% says very important, about 34% said somewhat important. So again, you know, you combine those numbers, you know, you're over 70% of the population say it's really important if you're gonna to try to offer me a loyalty program that you better have instant discounts. Think about, you know, the best available rate that you can offer. Think about the different things that you can do to make sure that if you're a loyalty program, there is no other place you're going to find a better deal than with, to the members of this program. The nice thing is, is it doesn't have to be a massive discount, but it needs to be something that the user looks at and says, okay, this is great. This is a good deal. And this is a better deal than if I go sign up for one key and book this through Expedia. Because remember, just because you're offering a, a slightly lower rate because you have a membership program, it doesn't mean it's costing you more money more money than that upwards of 20% that you might be paying to an OTA or losing the booking completely to a competitor because of those OTA programs. So you having that is incredibly important. And it also gives you the ability to, to market to that person you know, throughout the time between the booking and stay, but then also throughout the rest of the year, getting that person back to the property. Now, the fifth thing that was very important for travelers was free perks. This is actually the number one thing that everyone was looking for. When we look at free perks, about 42% says it was very important, and about 33% says it was somewhat important. Less than 10% didn't think it was important at all. So again, we're starting to kind of creep up towards 75, 80% of the people who say, hey, this is really important. I want some free perks. What are those perks? If we go back and look at the comments to the study, it's going to be things like free Wi-Fi. That's one of the, the great things that you can kind of really offer. That's a great perk. May not make a much difference from your bottom line, but is a huge improvement for the guest who is afraid they may have to pay for Wi-Fi. You offer free cancellations. Again, the comments in the study were resounding that that was one of the most important things that a hotel can offer that's going to help make someone make that decision. Beyond the free uh, free cancellations, the best rates, uh, reduced resort fees is a great perk. Even things like the little free gifts, they 
that really resonated with the surveys that we got back was people like the idea of feeling special. And I think a lot of people listening would agree with that is if you're given the choice of feeling special or feeling like you're being treated like crap, which would you prefer? Well, we didn't ask the question, but I'm going to assume it's about 100% prefer feeling special over feeling like crap. So give someone a nice, you know, two bottles, you check into a Hilton and you get two bottles of water and a snack bag. That makes me feel good. Okay. I have something to drink. If I'm out, it's great to come back to the hotel and have some free water. It makes me feel good because they hand me the water and they don't hand it to the person next to me. That means, oh, look at, look at that. I'm special. I was given a gift because of my loyalty. Those are low cost ways that you can really impact your customer satisfaction through these loyalty programs. And when customers know they're going to be getting something like that, it, it, it goes a long way. It doesn't have to be something extravagant. Like I said, if you look at you know, a bottle of water and you know, a pack of crackers, nothing too crazy, but it does show that you actually care. And again, it's such an important part of creating those loyalty programs. Now from there, so we kind of understand that the, the things that people want is they want the dedicated staff, they want free perks, they want future discounts, but that's not quite as important as instant discounts and F&B discounts. That's, that's great to have. However, with F&B discounts, you have to make sure you have the, the facilities to even offer that. If you can't do that, here, here's a bottle of water. That's going to save you a buck or two at a vending machine. Again, that's all great. The hard part for hoteliers, and unfortunately, we're really not going to go into this today. We're getting on around you know 20 minutes or so at this moment, but hoteliers have to find a good way to put those loyalty programs in place. You have to have the technology that integrates the loyalty program to your PMS so that your front desk know to welcome you know Mr. Smith by name and give him a, a free gift or give him a free room upgrade, whatever that might be. But it needs to connect to your email platform. It needs to have its own admin type platform. And these can be complex. You know, I know we're working with several hotels now to, to tie that into some of the more advanced features of the property, the ability to see your point balances and all that kind of fun stuff. It's very, very important. So while we're not going to get to the specifics of the platforms that you can use, there are platforms out there that are phenomenal for this task and doing a little bit of research, or if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up at podcast at travelboommarketing.com. We'll look at to, into it and give you some, some recommendations that we might have. But the point is you have to have this on your roadmap. If you don't get it on there now, I think you're really going to be missing out come 2024 when more and more and more people are starting to see, Hey, this, this one key might be pretty good or the competitor down the street has a loyalty program and you don't yet have one. To wrap everything up, I would go back to one point, and that is there are technological hurdles, but once you start digging into it, those really aren't that big of a deal. They're, they're pretty easy to work through once you get your mind kind of acquainted with it. Once you talk to a couple different vendors who offer loyalty services, you start to realize with a modern PMS, with a modern CRM system, you know, the APIs are there and the data calls are there to make this work pretty well for you. And it is a huge benefit if you're an independent hotelier. It is a phenomenally huge benefit if you have multiple properties and you can start tracking those people's behavior across multiple sites while they're online, 
to really give them a wonderful personalized experience that you would not be able to give them in any other way. So kind of looking back at that, this this all comes to us from one, the article that kind of kicked everything off today, which was the CNBC article on OneKey with Expedia and VRBO and Hotels.com. But from that, it's also the 2023 leisure travel study that we just rolled out to anybody who's interested in downloading it. Read more at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast, episode 243. And also go to to our website or hit us up on LinkedIn to where you can download this full study. Completely free, no strings attached. Nobody's going to hound you for, for business or anything. Part of what Travel Boom does is we lean into being great educators and helping the community of hoteliers do a better job winning guests and just being better innkeepers, which we always try to do. So travelboommarketing.com slash study will get you a free 46-page edition of the 2023 Leisure Travel Trends Study. It, I can't say it will change your world, but it will definitely help make you a better hotelier for the remainder of 2023 and going into 2024. There's a lot of things that this study has shown to me, like loyalty programs, which I did not previously think were as important for independent hoteliers. At this point, I really think people need to start putting their putting their technological focus on this and your marketing efforts to create that group of people that are in your owned media network that you can communicate with. It's going to be getting harder and harder and to communicate from a paid perspective because of all the different programs that are out there, that creating a great program within your own organization is super, super important. With that being said, go check out the study. Check us out on LinkedIn at LinkedIn slash company slash travel boom marketing. You can hit me up at pete.demeo on most platforms. And you can find us at travelboommarketing.com for any and everything related to helping Hoteliers do the best job they can. That's all we got for you today. And the show ain't over until I say one more thing. And that is Travel Boom is... I'm sad I'm not going to be able to sing the Jingle Newsaroo song. Out.